Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome, everybody, to the Full Scale Outdoors podcast. Thank you for listening. On today's episode, my guest is Nathan, who is up here helping us. Um, And he's going to guide eventually, but he's been helping us um, with the snow goose hunting in Missouri, in Mound City, Missouri, working for uh, Banded Gander. He is. I'm kind of subtracting through him partnership with Premier Flight Outfitters. I know it's all confusing. Anyways, we're all in the same business, same boat or whatever. So I've been trying to get these clowns on the podcast the whole time I've been down here, but they just won't do it. I don't know why, because all we do is sit at the table at the end of the day and talk about hunting. And I told them, that's all we're doing. All you got to do is wear a headset when you do it. But they're being assholes about it. So, uh, well, not being assholes. They're just being stubborn. Anyways, uh, Nathan and I didn't have anything going on yesterday, so I guilted him into uh, into doing it. I'm like, here, put these on. That's basically what I did. We're doing a podcast. So I got a quick podcast in with him uh, for this week, so that's great. Thanks, man. I, I really appreciate that. It's hard down here getting content because you're you're busy doing the thing. So and I'm trying to stay trying to stay up to date. So I apologize for not getting stuff out on a timely manner every Thursday. I mean that's during the snow goose season. It's just gonna be that's just how it's gonna be. I'll, I'll get them up when I can get them. Um, I wish I had a better answer for you, but that's just that's just kind of how it is. There's depending on where I, I can't even really do phone ones because the reception out here is pretty crappy and finding a place to even upload these things is a challenge that has decent wi-fi so i know there's all all excuses i get it it is what it is but for those of you who haven't done so already please subscribe share this podcast i appreciate it download the waypoint tv app on there is a ton of great content uh tv shows documentaries other podcasts um you get that app right in your phone and you just have like a bazillion hours of good outdoor content, whether it's saltwater fishing, freshwater fishing, whitetail hunting, turkey hunting, goose hunting, you name it. It's on there. It's awesome. And then also the Waypoint Outdoor Collective, wherever you're consuming your podcast, subscribe to them. It's just another way of 
of following Full Scale Outdoors. I appreciate it. Quick shout out to my boys, Doug Lermbreen from the SmackDown Outdoors podcast. Go check his stuff out. Appreciate it. Also, Patrick Patches Olson from the Lone Angler. Subscribe, download, rate, review, all that good stuff. Those dudes, those two dudes are awesome. We're developing a really good friendship, and he has separate podcasters. Um, high, I know guys are probably going to get sick of me saying this, but high tide rises all ships. We're we just we don't see each other as competitors. We're actively working together, and we actually have a couple behind the scene things that we're working on as a collective. So stay tuned for that. So quick reminder. Subscribe if you're not already to Full Scale Outdoors Podcast. Subscribe if you're not already to SmackDown Outdoors Podcast. And subscribe if you're not already to the Lone Angler Podcast. Follow all their pages on social media. Share it. All that good stuff. The more we can share it, the bigger audience that we can grow, the more we can do for you as the listener. All right? Boom. There it is. We're done. Let's get on with this episode from Snow Goose Guide Camp right here on the Full Scale Outdoors Podcast. (laughs) Oh, here we go, boys. Go. Oh, I love that sound. This is a good one. I'm forcing you to do a podcast. <laughs> Kyle just asked me what I'm seeing. Should I tell him I'm looking at you? <laughs> TV. Yeah, right. Uh, Jack Sparrow kicking ass. Uh, well, actually, not at the moment. I'm not hunting. <laughs> but we're not seeing anything out the window. Uh, that's funny. Hopefully we get some flight the last half hour. Shoot something over the treetops. <laughs> yeah. For our efforts. I didn't think we were going to see anything today, which is why I thought today would be a good day to whip up a good meal. Yeah, Mitch just texted me and said, birds coming off the refuge yet? Doubt it. Highly doubt it. Have you ever had uh, braised goose legs? Nope. Never. Well, normally I would be more confident that yeah, I'm going to blow your mind, but I've never made it on the stovetop, and the only reason I can't do it in the oven here is... Uh, Kyle said that if you turn the oven on, like, it's just going to be uh, seasoned with mouth, mouse piss. So Yep, smells bad. I opted to not do uh, the, the mouse pee uh, marinade, so uh, we'll see how it goes. I got her simmering in a pot covered, so I think it'll turn out all right. Then we'll just, I'll make some mean gravy with it. <laughs> it's going to be good. It's going to be good. All right, so uh, introduce yourself. To the podcasting world. Well, uh, I'm Nathan Whitley, and I'm a guide, I guess. <laughs> I That's guess. the best thing <laughs> to say. I guess. Yeah, Nathan's down here in uh, Mount City with me. Uh, we're 
chasing the white devil during the spring conservation order. Yep. The spring snow goose hunt. How long have you, were you in Arkansas or you just come to Missouri? Just Missouri. I was in Texas prior to this. There's no snows in Texas, right? No. No, that's just uh, little chickens. The little chickens, the little, the cacklers, the little geeses. Yep. That'd be fun though. When does that season go? When does that season uh, end? Let's see. Last day was end of January or no? Does it go right? I want to say January it goes 31st? goes into the end of February. It's still open right now. No. Or mid February, something like that. Oh no, Evan, it's March now. I'm losing track. Evan was, I've been on the road too long. I'm losing track of yeah. time. Yeah, I know Evan was hunting a little bit still in February, so. Really? Huh. You know, Arkansas's uh, season, like the regular duck season, goes to the end of Well, that was just goose. January. The duck goes out in January, but I think goose continues to stay well, in. stays open. How about cranes? Uh, cranes goes out earlier, too. Okay. And you guide for cranes? That's Kyle's gig. I'm more of a duck man myself. You were saying that earlier that you don't really care. to. You said they're too slow. Yeah. Like they fly too slow or the know. hunts in general are too slow. Ducks and geese, I don't know. They just get me excited. I don't know, man. I got a, I got a beef with cranes, and I think that's because in Minnesota we don't get to hunt them. There's, only, there's like a zone in the northwest part of the state where you can hunt them but the rest of the time you can't and they're just everywhere so when we're doing our goose hunts in the fall we're just covered up in cranes there's more and more every year so we're we're just breeding them for you like they yeah, we raise much. them for you guys to shoot and there's more and more every year so you should be happy about that I was, well maybe you wouldn't be i'm sure they'll open a season soon there probably i hope so from what i've heard and this is some serious bro science because i've never actually I don't think I've read this or confirmed it, but the only reason we don't have a crane season yet is there's like a a Wisconsin like subspecies, not even a subspecies, but like um, a regional population that hasn't quite fully recovered yet. And then I don't know, I've also heard because they have the whooping cranes and they're still endangered that they don't want any mistaking. But I'm sorry if you shoot a big ass white crane instead of a <laughs> yeah. gray. You don't need Crane. to be hunting them. And yeah, how about just stay home because your bird identification sucks. <laughs> That's stupid. So you're the you're a duck and goose guy, huh? So if you had to flip, if you had to only hunt one, you're going goose or duck? Mm. Ducks. Ducks? Yep. Why? I don't know. I like being <laughs> able to manipulate them. See, and I would think that the... In my opinion, if I had to choose, I'd pick geese over ducks because I think they're more easily manipulable. Yes, but... You can talk to them. You can speak their language. You can get them to come in. Ducks just seem to... I don't know. They either do it or they don't. And mallards have that really irritating uh, habit of, like, circling. And then every time on the turn, it looks like they're just going to do it where they cup out and they glide. And you're like, oh, yeah, here we go. And then they pick up and start flying, and they do that 50 times. I hate that shit. Yeah, but just when you finally get them in there and just tear them up. That is fun, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I do like, we don't get a ton of field mallards either in Minnesota, but we did get um, into some this fall. It wasn't in Minnesota, but, uh, yeah, that was fun. We had a great season in North Dakota. Not with ducks, though. That was the weird part. Like, 
I think because there was so much flooding last fall that the ducks were so spread out, and we went pretty far west till we got out of most of the flooding. But there was birds there. There was bird. There was a bunch of ducks on like this little pond, cattle pond, just down the hill from where we were field hunting. And usually ducks get up, they'll fly around, and they'll almost always decoy to a white spread. But yeah. we didn't have a single duck fly over that spread. I don't hmm. think. But you could see them flying up and down the creek and the lake and the marsh and. That was weird. That was kind of odd. A couple of the guys went down to Water's Edge and they shot some, but I don't know. But we smashed a little geese and specks, and we got some snows and two swans. That was awesome. I wish I grew up with little geese. <sighs> How much, what's the limit down here, and what's the limit in Texas? Uh, little geese, five. Oklahoma, it's eight. That's eight. North Dakota, two. Eight with three specks. Now, specs go into Louisiana. I know that, but you were showing me a picture earlier. There's a you get specs in Texas too, don't you? Yeah, oh, like yeah. a lot of them, or is it most? There's cactus? some places that you can get a lot of them. Yeah, but we always see them every time we hunt. Where in Texas? This is like near Oklahoma, right? Yeah, right on the border, right in Quanta, Texas. Texacoma. Is that yep. what they call that area? Quanta and Vernon and all the little. Little spot there, and your guy. Who did you guide for? Did you guide for them before? No, this was the, my. This past season was my first season guiding for them in Tornado Country Outfitters. So you're jacked up. You're telling me next year you're gonna be. Yeah. Kind of straight ducks. Straight yeah. ducks. <laughs> straight ducks. None of those gay ducks. We're not yeah. hunting any of those. No. Just the straight ones. <laughs> Hopefully we get get some get some good ducks instead of. This past season sucked. What? Really? Yeah, just, I don't know, the mallards never really showed up, never got our widgeon. I think we killed, like, eight widgeon in a field all season long. I mean, we were shooting them every day on ponds and stuff, but not, like, last year. Last year in Texas was crazy. Some of the guys from Louisiana were kind of saying the same thing, that they didn't have a very good duck season. But I'll tell you, when I went down there for the snows. They all held up in Kansas. There's all sorts of ducks down there. More pintails than the well, I can't say. I was gonna say we got pintails. We had seen, but that's we had a true. crap load of pintails, but mallards and everything else just held up in Kansas, I guess. I had a buddy hunting up there. Is there a ton of water up in Kansas, or what the, would be the? I had a buddy up there. He hunted up there for like a week, just bouncing around hunting, and thousands and thousands of mallards everywhere. Just smashed them. Yeah, they hunted what, migrators off the Platte River one day and shot limits of big honkers and greenheads. Well, that sounds like a good time. Yeah, on the river. Yeah, that'd be fun. Hell yeah, that'd be awesome. You what? Is, so it's peanut fields, right? That's what you were saying earlier. Where they you hunt? Peanut fields. They have, corn, they have corn or anything else? Is that some corn, mostly wheat? Oh, okay. Well, look at in the wheat, won't they? Oh yeah. Yeah. Cacklers probably like the wheat. That and Milo too. They get Milo. in the Milo field. Yep. The hell do they farm Milo for? Couldn't tell you, but I'm Bird glad it's seat. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet they like it. They get in that. You flood a Milo field, you'll have every bird in the county <laughs> yeah. going to that some bitch. Faux show. Um. So when did you get here? When did you start hunting? South Dakota. I'm South Dakota, Missouri. Uh, I got here the seventeenth of February, I think. That's kind of early. Yeah. Was there any birds here yet? 
Oh, God, yeah. Oh, there were? Those leading-edge birds? Yeah, I pulled up. There was, like, 600,000 on the refuge, and then three days later, they had, like, 960-some thousand. Just under a mil. Yeah. God. They're all adults, though, so it sucked. Yeah, they suck. This is the first time I've hunted near Squaw Creek, the the famous Squaw Creek, and first night I pulled in, you could see them getting up off the off in the distance, like getting up big clouds coming off the refuge. It was uh, quite the sight, actually. Yeah, it's not cool, but it, it was sucks cool. hunting those adults. Yeah, we've been having that thread going on social media right now. Like everybody wants to go where the birds are. Like they were saying that when I was in Arkansas, yet it was like, oh, you should. What are you still doing in Arkansas? You should be up in Missouri. That's where all the birds are. I'm like, oh, that's where the leading edge birds are. Yeah, everybody wants to hunt the leading edge, but why? Who knows? Because you can barely kill the leading edge. Well, that's the thing. It's like you're going to, I mean, if you're going for the show Get or, the juvies. or you're going for a trophy, then by all means, go to leading edge. You get a nice, you know, when and if you shoot something. Yeah, you'll it's see. It's going to be nice. It's going to be a nice bird. It'll be a f- adult fully plumed out, but... You're if you gonna, want action, you need to come yeah, later. Yeah, you're going to see a million birds, and you're going to shoot four. I mean, every every once in a while, somebody gets on a good one. Or, of course, jumping. You can shoot hundreds doing that. <laughs> yeah. <but laughs> you're jacked up about a jump shoot. I don't want to talk about that. Though. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, just like igniting a dumpster fire. Oh, yeah. People love, hate jump shoots, man. Saving. I've never really... Well... That's not true. I guess I've done a couple jumps, but nothing like these epic three to five hundred bird ridiculous jumps. Yep, saving the tundra one jump at a time. Yeah. Well, that's honestly that's probably the way to do it. Keep those numbers down. I'll tell you what, grinding out in a field eight birds a day ain't gonna save. No, the tundra. that ain't gonna save the tundra. <laughs> Just kill as many as you can. That's the way to get bands. I haven't got a band yet this year. I'm irritated. Me either. Welcome to the club. Yeah. Well. <laughs> It is what it is. You'll get one eventually. For sure. I always dream of, of the collared. I've seen two. I've seen two collared geese in my life. Never seen one. They're but both still alive. Kyle's got like 13 of those. That's ridiculous. But he's been doing it for a long time. Yeah, 20 some years. Yeah, I've been I've been hunting snows for probably close to 15 years, but just now recently guided. Last year was my first year guiding for him. So, seen a lot of birds. Like I said, I've seen, saw two Two collars in my life, but didn't pull the trigger on either one of them. One, we were just scouting in the vehicle, and the other one actually had a gun in my hands, but I don't even know why I didn't shoot. Well, I do know why, because I was trying to get in a position for a pass shoot. There was a shit ton of birds down in this flooded hayfield, and I was trying to get into position of that, and birds got up and were flying around, so I just, like, part of this field is like a wheat field or, yeah, I think it was wheat or just hay. Either way, it was a moat of the particular spot i had to cross like mode super short and so i'm literally army crawling across this thing and the birds get up and i just like i'm laying on my back just trying to stay still and these two birds fly over me and i can just see one at a yellow collar and i was like oh. and they weren't that far away they were like 40 hittable definitely killable but i was like i know if i sh- if i shoot i'm gonna ruin everything you know and then I'll, i'm gonna ruin my pass shoot position not a shot which is well you know hindsight i definitely should have shot because as my luck would have it by the time i got into position the wind had done a a 180 turn (laughs) and now i had the 
wind was like blowing right in my face the absolute worst possible yeah, that's, that's what you want <laughs> so that didn't work oh no actually the, no it was the opposite i want the wind in my face when i'm doing a pass shoot because it blows my shot sound the other way and i'm shooting at incoming birds that are joining the big masses down there the other way doesn't work because then they your shot travels right to them <laughs> yeah and they go so yeah they uh switch and i they all got up and i think i shot i ended up shooting two um also found somebody else's and i didn't shoot this because i already saw it but i found somebody else's crippled up um drake pintail that that was sucky because like like it had a broken leg or it had a broken wing or something it was like hobbling around i'm like this really sucks that i can't put this thing out of its misery <laughs> you know because i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be the one to shoot it and you know, as the CO's up on the hill with his binoculars. Watching you. <laughs> right, exactly. So I'm like, well, sorry, dude. I'd help you if I could, but you're going to have to hope an eagle takes you out here sooner than later. I got <laughs> yeah. nothing for you. But, yeah, so I saw that one. And the other one, we were in North Dakota driving around, and we were scouting. We go down this road, a ton of birds right off the side of the road. And, you know, just all of a sudden right next to the road, there's a green collar. I was like, holy shit, a collar. And they just kept driving. They're like, yeah, right, whatever. I'm like, dude, I saw a call. Why would I just make it up? Like, I'm not going to – that's that's like the dumbest thing in the world. I'm just going to randomly come up like you're going to think I'm cooler if I saw a caller. Like, why, why would I make <laughs> it up? And just as luck would have it, this road came to a dead end. One of the very many North Dakota roads that on the map is not a dead end, but because, like, the road flooded out or whatever, like, it came to a dead end. So we had to backtrack. And so as we're going back on that same road, the birds are still there. Of course, my buddies are like, oh, let's let's look for Dale's collared goose or whatever. So they're slow rolling by this field, and everybody scan it, and I spot it again. I'm like, right, right there, motherfuckers, right there. And then they look, and like, holy shit, there it is. I'm like, yeah, I fucking told you. Like, why would I lie about that? This is stupid. <laughs> we should have we done another slow roll and shot into them, but we didn't. We just... Kept rolling. But those were the birds we were hunting. So the whole next day, everybody was scanning the sky real hard. Oh, I bet so. <laughs> like, I mean, there was actually a legit shot that that bird would have flew past us. We did not see it, however. That would have, damn it, that would have been cool and expensive because I would have had to put that on the wall for sure. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Like 300 bucks. Yeah, I know. It's like, well, we always say that when we shoot a wall-mounted bird. We're like, well, that. Just got expensive. <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's like you're happy, but you're also like, shit, I wasn't expecting, wasn't expecting to drop three, four hundred bucks extra. Today. <laughs> it's like, uh, gotta do it though. You got any trophies at home? Well, I've got that blue phase Ross I shot you the other day. Bitch. Oh, that's In right. the freezer. It's in the freezer right now. Yeah. Let's see. We've got that a big old spec getting mounted. List. I got a speck in the freezer. Got a stormwood you know, most done. What? Yep. That was my first bird I ever killed in Texas was a stormwidgeon. Really? Yep. First bird. First Texas bird was a stormwidgeon. How many stormwidgeons they get down there? Is it fairly common? Last year they shot six, but we didn't kill <clears throat> any this year. I saw one while I was scouting, though. God. Those things are cool looking, dude. Yep. Get that. So that'd be like the... Need to get the hat trick. You get the regular widgeon, nice cotton top. Get a storm widgeon, and then sure to shoot a lost euro. 
Then you'll be good. I had buddies this year shoot a Euro on the coast of North Carolina. Yeah, they seem to get them on the on the coast. I suppose I don't they get blown off course, fly all the way across the Atlantic or what the hell they do, but that would be pretty sweet. What's a bucket list bird for you? Mm. God, I have a couple. He's thinking. Well, just I do want to go kill Brants. Yes, me too. On the beach. For sure. Which coast? East or west? East. I heard they taste. Probably want to go up. Probably want to go up to New Jersey somewhere. Where Heinz was smashing them. Not in that same area, but kind of up there. Yeah, out of everybody who gets a (laughs) band, son of a bitch gets a double leg. Talking to you, Joe. You son bitch. Man, he had Transmitter a year this year, though. Whenever, whenever I'm done chasing the White Devil here and get back home, I get him back on the podcast. And he's got a hell of a season to recap. I couldn't believe how many bands they got this year. It was a bunch. It was just absurd. It was like every snap was like double band, another band. Like, I almost got to the point where I didn't want to watch anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't because I kept watching, but it's like, oh, my God, are you killing me here at these bands? Ugh. Man, they had a good season. That's just dumb. I can't believe the other the other uh, losers in this house, though. I can't get them to do a podcast. <laughs> I mentioned it like eight zillion times. They're like, mm, I want to do it. So now I'm making you do it, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm desperate. I needed <clears throat> content this week. We do have to watch the – Kyle says tell Nathan to go get watch – go watch outside. <laughs> Why? <laughs> If we see birds, that doesn't mean they're going to see birds. I haven't seen a goose yet. I bet that means none of them have either. That's exactly what it means. Mitch what has asked me. What Zach hasn't responded. You're not going to see shit tonight. They're off on the water. We're on. Just sitting. They, I saw birds this morning. Had a great hunt this morning. Saw birds this morning. The whole time I'm like, you know, getting ready, and we're hanging out here, and I'm cleaning birds. You could hear birds migrating like all day. Yep. I'm telling you, if you see birds the first half of the day you're not going to see much the second half of the day that's just how it is i feel like you get <clears> six <throat> hours of goose movement and then it's like where you shift those like some days you get morning and then nothing during the day and then you get a good afternoon kind of like your typical yep. like honker or duck schedule you know mm-hmm. morning feed midday loaf evening feed or whatever but that for snows, it doesn't seem to always pan out that way. Some days you get action in the morning, and then it's like stays busy like today, and then it's gonna be dead. Like I said, you get the you get the morning, evening, or sometimes the morning is super dead. You don't see shit till about one o'clock, and then you just it's constant until the sun goes down. Yeah. So it's like you it's like where wherever you put those six <clears throat> hours. That's what you get in snow goose hunting. There's the rare days where you see birds from sun up to sundown. Yeah. Pretty rare days. And then, of course, the assholes will migrate at night and screw everything up. I don't know. Usually, if they're flying over here, you can hear them. I haven't heard one. So yeah. And that was that was the other night when we lost. When squaw lost mostly adults. What was that? Friday night. Yep. We didn't see any birds in the field until probably. The last hour, and it wasn't till like the last half hour where we really started seeing birds. And then after dark, you could just hear them yep. like nonstop. I was like, oh, they're moving at night. That sucks. That's not good. But 
what's good about it is it's bringing the juvies in. And yeah, since the God. juvies have showed up here, it's, it's been, all been right. real good. And as usual, I didn't have clients in the field when I should have had clients in the field. Well, I had one. I had a client. He got a good shoot. That was his first yeah. no-goose hunt. He oh, he a got good a good time. one. Yeah, I said, you're spoiled, dude. Just so you know, like it's yeah, not how a, it usually is. Yeah, he got a good one. Yeah, but he did. He was pretty. He was pretty stoked. That was awesome. How many deep? Well, I'm going to go back to uh, Texas here and your little goose, your hunts. I've heard when you're chasing those cacklers, like it's almost like snow geese, only you know darker. Like you're still running like massive big spreads. Yeah, spreads. we'd be running anywhere from 900 to 1500 decoys a morning. Holy shit! Every day. I don't know why that seems Socks like so and much sillos, to me. Because and sometimes we put full we do it for out. snows, but for hawkers that seems ridiculous. But yep, every day, pull it. Really, yep. and you're chasing feeds. Oh yeah. How many? How many guys in the crew? This is not a two-person endeavor. No, this is. Let's see. Me, Cole. He ran out of fingers, ladies and gentlemen. He's taking his shoes off right now. <laughs> Well, we're past 11 or 12. Yeah. Then you can pick up a spread pretty fast. If you got Yeah, it. but we have guys doing, we usually have one or two guys running a crane hunt, one or two guys running duck hunts, and we'll have a group up somewhere in Lubbock running goose hunts, a group somewhere in Quanta running goose hunts, someone up in, we're usually running anywhere from three or four to how many guys five you got? or six hunts a day. How many? How many guys you got calling? Usually. What, the book hunts? No, I mean like calling to the geese. Oh, geese? Because I got to, I mean, you can't just have anybody It depends. Call. It I depends. Mean, just clients probably how many guides are on shit. the hunt. Usually we run two guides mostly, and both of them are calling. But if we have three or four, just depending on how, how much the lot. geese want to hear calling. Well, I would, cacklers almost are always loud, ain't yeah, they? Yeah, they love it. You can get them laying right on top of you. Yeah, we've had that in the fall in North Dakota. It's like you got to just scream at them oh, things yeah. nonstop or they lose interest real quick. Yep. Build strong they, lungs. They do come to a white spread pretty good, pretty nice, though. What are you guys using, like A-frames or layouts? I usually hide in the dark socks. Oh, you're just doing... Hide in the socks. Backboards? And just yep, like backboards just like this. Just and camoed up. Sometimes we'll get a little edge hide, panel blinds and... Stuff like that. Lay out some. What do you when you're uh, hiding in the decoys? What are you just wearing regular camo? Just yeah. If we hide in the whites, we'll get people to put whites on. But if we're hiding in the darks, we just people wear dark camo or ghillie blankets. A uh, ghillie blanket probably work pretty good. I guess I've never hunted a peanut field, so I don't know. I feel like there wouldn't be a, a ton of stubble on a peanut field, is there? Because they got to pull up those plants no. to get to the peanuts, right? There's not really a bunch of Just stubble. straight dirt out there? I like hunting in Milo fields, though. Is there a lot of trash in oh, Milo yeah. field? Is there? You can disappear. Oh, nice. That's sexy. When you get a good hide made up, that is pretty rewarding. Like, mm -hmm. you look back and, like, you cannot see any of the blinds or wherever. You're like, all right. I do enjoy that. So you're running socks and silhouettes. Yeah, mostly. Well, that's about the only thing you can do. I mean, good God. Can you imagine setting 1,500 full bodies every time? Well, we have mm, 40 dozen full bodies that we run sometimes. Those silhouettes work pretty good, though. Oh, yeah. We got um, 
The Star Crew last year, we had 10 dozen dive bombs, and then I got five dozen white rocks. Dive bombs where it's at. Yeah. Any silhouette, I think it's probably all right. Big owls. Never hunted over them, but I'm sure they're good. But like the white rocks, with got I, I like my white rocks, especially mix them in with the silhouettes. Give them a little bit of movement. Works pretty good. Do they, um, you guys ever use rotary machines for cacklers? Nope. No? Use clones sometimes. Huh. That's about it. I think they would eat those up. Anybody ever try it? Never tried it. Nope. Don't need to. Oh, they don't need to? They just come in anyways? I suppose because generally they don't fly that high. They're not like snows. No. They're not 10 miles high. You're hunting feeds anyways. You know where they're coming. That's true. That's a good point. Nobody runs traffic on cacklers? No. Where do they roost out there? Lakes. Big ply lakes. Ponds sometimes. They'll get on two or three different ponds. I don't think Texas had that much water. They got a good bit of good bit of ponds, but they call them tanks out there. Tanks? Yep. They're just those um, impoundments, cattle impoundments pretty much. Yep, just little cattle ponds and stuff. Uh, I read that there's only one natural lake in all of Texas. <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy. And even that. Is basically an impoundment, but it was caused by like a uh, like a landslide. It blocked up a little drainage creek, and it just filled up with water. Every other every other lake in the state is man-made or a reservoir or something. They've got a good amount of water out there, though. You do any fishing in the summertime? Uh, Are you yep. from Texas? Nope, I'm from North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina. What the shit? Yep. You're from North Carolina, and you're out here guiding in Texas. How'd that happen? Well... Before I even graduated high school, I had a guiding job lined up in Ohio to guide deer hunts. So I graduated high school, laid brick all summer, and then went and started guiding deer hunts. Like, I like deer hunting and all, but I just don't get pumped about it like I do. Yeah, there's Waterfowl and stuff. So Waterfowl is a special obsession. Yep, I finished that up and then started looking for outfitters and got hooked up with Evan and all of them. And then met Kyle down there and I'm here now. So, you still live, technically live in North Carolina? Yep. You go back when I'll all be there is... in the summertime. So, there's just... fishing there. I got a buddy who lives in oh, North yeah. Carolina. Oh, yeah. They've got good fishing off the coast. Oh, you do saltwater? Oh, yeah. I do I'll a bunch of like saltwater. And I do freshwater, too. Yeah, I do all of it. Yeah. Trout, bass, everything. Big cats, big blues. Sometimes. Stripers. I like catching trout and bass in the freshwater. Yeah. But Like trout, trout? Like uh, yep. freshwater trout? Yep. Up in the mountains? Rainbows, browns, all of it. That's cool. What do you fish for? Out? Do you fish for reds and yep, reds, trout? speckled trout. Flounder. They closed flounder. It's got two. They did another. Let's see, one more year, it's closed and it opens back up because they had so many people gigging out there, and their limit was like Too size of limit was fourteen inches or bigger, and people were gigging them at night and couldn't really tell. We we're getting a bunch of eight, nine, tens, and oh, just ones. really messed up the fishery. So I don't know. When I get back, it'll probably be really nice catching eighteen inches. Are they stuff. gonna like uh, not allow gigging anymore? Or are they just no? They probably out? will, but it'll probably be stricter, I'd assume. Yeah, because it's still open in South Carolina though, and that's only I can drive an hour south and do it. I so. can't imagine flounder migrate that much. They, they they're not really built for long. They do migrate travel. a decent amount, 
they go yeah. out and when it's colder they move inshore and when it's uh, they yeah, go I farther out. I think they're making state to state travel though. They might move out to deeper water. Yeah. I don't feel like they're gonna go up and down the coast. The great flounder migration. I've never really heard of that. <laughs> you guys get some giant bull reds though on the oh, outer yeah. banks. If you get them out on the outer banks, you can really get into them. You get some off of where I fish off of Southport and Wilmington and all that area, you can get some big ones. Yeah, we fish out of. You know where to look in, at. Our brother lives in South Carolina, so we go out of. Where uh, at? Well, he's in Charleston now. Okay, um, that's he lived in, he three lived hours from me. Inland a little ways. We always went to Hilton Head is where we've done most of our fishing. Yep. But now he's starting to learn the Charleston waters a little bit more because he's right in Charleston now, so it doesn't really. Where, where he was before was like it didn't matter where you went. Like you were two hours to either no matter where you were you know because the way the the eastern seaboard kind of runs northeast yep so when he moved up to like where he didn't move up to columbia well i guess they did they had an apartment columbia he was working out of columbia and the kids were going to school there so i'm like well if you're going up there why don't you just go over to like georgetown and i looked i punched it in on the map and like everywhere i punched in it was like the same drive within a few minutes just because like i said the angle even though you're further north like you're in the same latitude as Georgetown, Georgetown is further east because that shoreline's running northeast. It's yep. like the it was like a super odd geographical <laughs> thing. It's like no matter where you go, it's the same. It's like well, it might as well continue to go to Hilton Head. We know those waters, but now he lives in Charleston, so he's learning those waters. Uh, yeah, I've got a few pretty nice bulls, forty pounds. They probably. taste good. Well, you're not keeping those big ones, but no, but the good eater size tastes good. Yeah, they do. They taste all right, but they're. I just like catching those big dogs. Well, I kind of like catching the little ones too. Those things just have shoulders, man. I like catching them on a fly rod. Fish form like bass, but they fight like carp, like angry carp. I don't know. They're they're fun to catch tailing in the backwaters. Yeah, they're pretty damn fun to catch. Bluefish are fun to catch too if you can get a whole school of them. Yep, you can catch those a lot of them in Florida. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like we we catch one here, one there. Like in Hilton Head, but they're always like a bycatch. You know, like we're not fishing for them, and all of a sudden we'll just we'll catch one. It's like we never catch more than one. But well, I, I got into them in Florida one time off a of jetty. It was insane. It was every cast. You can catch them pretty, like, pretty consistently if you're on a boat. But in the, in the God, what is that called? I want to say Cape Fear. No. No. It's intercoastal right there yeah. between Baldhead and Southport. Sure. But you can wear them out pretty good there and the Spanish, and you can go off a little bit and catch some kings. And Yeah, when I was down there, I was just fishing from shore and uh, surf fishing. I caught jacks, caught Spanish mackerel, caught a snook. Snook fight good. Yeah, they do fight pretty good. I went down to Boca I didn't get this the, year. They're supposed the to taste good, too. I didn't get to keep it because it was plenty big. But that was the season they closed it, like emergency closed it down yep. because they had a big Was that cold last snap. year? No, this was quite a few years ago. Last now. year it was close too. They closed it last year too. Same reason, cold yep. snap. Killed Couldn't them. keep a red. or No, it wasn't cold snap. It was the red tide. Oh. Um, killed a bunch of their fish off. Couldn't keep reds or snook. Hmm. Yep. And I was wearing them out. I was catching 20, 25-inch really? snook all day long. How often do you go catch- down to Florida? Uh, about two weeks every year. Oh, really? Yeah, I usually go down during the tarpon run. And that's in spring? Yep. Or no, it's in the summer, like, I want to say June, June or July. Where at? You go in the Keys when they go through the bridge there? Boca Grande. Boca Grande. It's a pretty place. We Crystal were down clear there. water. We went down there last year. My brother actually trailered the boat down there. 
and we were going to fish for a tarpon. I want, we wanted to catch tarpon and a goliath, and we didn't really fish for either of them. So kind of hard to catch them if you don't fish for them. <laughs> we got sidetracked. We wanted to get a weather day. We wanted to go out to the humps and try to get yellowtail and everything else, and then, I don't know, just didn't. We, next time, if there is a next time we do it, we have to stay focused. Like, all right, this is what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. We're not we're not get doing that together. Shit. Like this is what we're doing. Let's get our life together. Let's concentrate on the task at hand. I would love to shoot a giant Goliath. Like just one. I want to get one, wear myself out, say I've done it, and then then I'm probably gonna be good. Because from what people I've talked to, they're like, it's cool to do, but you don't want to do it all the time. Like it's a lot of work. They might start having a tag system for those things here pretty soon. Who knows? They're talking about it because there's so many of them now. Now people are saying there's too many and they're eating everything. And that and the sharks, they're all bitching about how many sharks there are down there now. Oh, yeah. I've got to go back and get back on the sharks. I didn't bring my heavy, heavy stuff last time. And I was using huge hooks about the size of my hand and big blue carcasses and stuff as bait and kayaking them out and i was hooking into like six eight footers and they're just stripping line and breaking metal crimps and stuff and i want to go back down there with my shark rods that'd be sweet do you fishing like beach fishing for them uh, yeah those videos are cool it's fun god that looks so awesome yep. we've got a couple big ones yeah i'd love to get a big tiger that'd be sick i like bull sharks they fight god yeah that tigers just look cool yeah Hammerheads are fun too, especially when you hook into like hammerheads can get ginormous, like seventeen, eighteen feet. Yeah, they get real big. Yeah, you can usually in Florida you can run into them a lot, like the twelve to fourteen foot size. They're the ones that are chewing on your tarpon when you're trying to reel them in. The people that fish the the keys when they're going through the bridges there. They're feisty. Gets bad. Gets real bad. Well, let's wrap this up. Let's get out and see if we can't shoot a goose over the house last (laughs) half hour. Um, so you're going to be guiding next year. When's that start? Uh, season? I'll be there probably beginning of November in Texas, but. And that was Tornado. Tornado Country Outfitters. Tornado yep. Country Outfitters. I am, man. I think a cackler hunt would be pretty badass, actually. Especially late in the season. Because our season closes in December sometime. And then we're just done. And continue to see people's. Social media posts. They're <laughs> still shooting hawkers in other in southern states. You're like, oh, oh man, yeah. Those little geese would be fun. They are. You got you on you on the Facebook? Not really. No. I don't even are know you if on the I've, gram. Yeah, on the gram, but I don't even know if I've ever even posted on a face Facebook before. Post on the gram. Yep. Can people follow you on the gram? Yep. It's Nathan Whitley one. Let's. Pretty so simple. It's <laughs> yeah. very creative. Nathan Whitley won. All right, Nathan. Well, thanks for being a good sport and forcing you to do a podcast here. Yes, sir. Now I got something for this week at least. <laughs> I still, I'm still going to work on these other guys. I still would like to get us all drinking beer on that table. It's stupid because all we do when we get back is talk hunting. Why can't <laughs> we just do it with headsets on? I don't understand what the big deal is. People get weird about microphones, though. Yep, especially they, Mitch and Kyle, old school. Real do. old school. I'm old school. I'm 46. Kyle and Kyle are the same age, pretty much. Yeah, Kyle's a different type of breed. <laughs> well, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I like him, though. He's pretty cool. Yeah. Every donor has actually been 
been pretty cool. It'll be interesting to see how these uh, ne- this next week pans out with the Jubies. Yeah, hopefully they start rolling through. If it starts slowing down day to day, but you know, every three days or so, you probably have a good day. Really good day. And they'll just do it, but we'll have to wait and see. All right, with that, we're done.